1: Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. We have an appointment with a fake alternate dimension to keep. And, like our hopes of ever again being featured on the Apple Music homepage, their world is shattered. Not to worry, petulantly undermining each other's derivative ideas works just as well over a remote connection. So, let's sit back and enjoy the show.
2: Hello from the Magic Tavern, a weekly podcast from the magical land of Foon. I'm your host, Arnie Meekamp. If you've never listened to the podcast before, this is everything you need to know. Five years and some change ago, I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical, fantastical land of Foon. Luckily, I'm still getting a Wi-Fi signal from the Burger King through the dimensional rift, and I use that to upload a podcast chronicling our quest to defeat the Dark Lord. And, you know, uh, small complication. Uh, There was a magical event uh, that has trapped everyone in small parcels of land in Foon and, uh, you know. We uh, currently have to do the podcast remotely. We soldier through, and I am joined... Uh, let, me pull him up on, let me pull him up on the rune. I am joined, as always, by my co-host. Uh, I don't know what form he's taken this week. Uh, Chunt the Shapeshifter. Oh, yeah, baby. How you doing, buddy? Ooh, good. You getting a close-up of my face here? Uh, yes, I see your face face, okay. but it's, it's almost I like it's little... so close up that I it's almost like you're uh-huh. hiding something Okay, how do my pores look? I mean, I don't I, they look okay? Fair enough Let me let me go ahead and put down the rune and I'm gonna wait, step wait, wait, back no, I'm so sorry, I'm gonna interrupt yeah. <sighs> okay. I hate to ask this Okay, how do my pores look? Oh, um Yeah, yeah Yeah Okay, yeah, okay. yeah that sounds positive all right. Well, I was gonna. Okay, I'm gonna step back a little bit. I'm gonna show you what what I'm working with here. Look, look at my body. I got a real muscular human body now. Huh. Okay. Yeah, there's a, a decapitated body washed up on shore. Real big uh-huh. guy. Real muscular guy. Has a tattoo that says "Buff Enough" with a heart around it. And I figured, why not? Okay. So yeah. Uh, so uh, for people who maybe didn't listen last couple of weeks, you uh, you have shapeshifted into just a badger head. Uh huh. And now you've somehow attached that to a freakish muscle man body probably one of the muscle men from strong guy island presumably but yeah I was a badger head on a stick stick pop and Mm -hmm, then yeah this this body washed up so I went ahead and uh, put my head on that sometimes it'll go a little limp but I'm feeling pretty good well it happens How about you? How, what are you working with? Where are you at now? Well, are you back this at the schoolhouse? here's the thing. This will be surprising. This is not a decapitated uh, corpse body. This is my body. I came into uh, this world and another world in- with. Still got a sword through it? Still I have a magical that. sword stuck. And, I, you know, I think I told you this last week. I've discovered that cut through the walls of the shattering with the obsidian sword. But I gotta say, this takes a lot of work. It is exhausting. Sure, takes a toll. Haven't moved around much this week. Are you still, are you at Rapunzel's castle? Are you back at the schoolhouse? Where are you now, buddy? You know, I am like at a wall a few paces away from the from the tower. Because you know mm-hmm. what? You don't want to just hang, you have someone on the podcast, you don't want to hang around. You don't want to sure. be like, oh, that was great. But uh, hey, let's just spend the week. Let's spend the week together. It's weird. It's yeah. awkward. Even if you yeah. want to. Yeah, I get it. Is uh is Usador still around? Ah, speaking of overstaying, you're welcome. Ah, let me uh, bring him up on the rune. My other co-host, Usador the Wizard. <laughs>
0: I am Usador, Wizard of the Twelfth Room of Ephesius, Master of Light and Shadow, Manipulator of Magical Delights, Devourer of Chaos, Devourer Champion over. of the Great Halls of Tarrakis. The elves know me as Fian Yalik. The dwarves know me as Zonin and And I am known in the Northeast as Gasmanius Maystar. And there may be other secret names... Oh, names hidden in the mists of time That if air once again discovered Would most assuredly make you bleed from your
2: toenails Oh, that would be bad Hey, Isidore, look Yes Little badger head on a big buff body oh. Flexing on the right oh. and the left oh, where did you get that big body? Uh, is that a tumor? Uh, no, I don't I don't think so That is not uh, a tumor? It's not a it, tumor Isidore, it's not a tumor I was a little slow. I blame the delay on me being slow on that one. All right. Now there's this big buff body washed ashore. John, I gotta say, you're adorable little badger head on a big, like, overly muscular body. I feel like I've Mm -hmm. seen fan art like that, and I have scrolled past quickly. Well,
0: let's hope some more pops up. I have wonderful news to share with the two of thee. I have been Have you solved the shattering? No, no, not that. Uh, uh, I have other wonderful news to share with thee. Oh, have you figured uh, out a way to defeat the Dark Lord? Um, no, still working you're, on that. Uh, you're but, a dad? Uh, no. Uh.
2: I have sort of interesting news to share with thee. Okay. Well, we'll decide that. Just say you have... It's like, uh, it's like if I were to say, hey, I have a funny story. I should just say I have a story. You guys will decide if it's funny, right? So don't say I have an interesting sort you know set oh, of news. I don't know, but I feel it like puts a burden on me to like give you yeah. critiques and notes in response to your story. I have something to say. Okay. Thank you. There you go.
0: I have been spending all week examining Rune and learning its many intricacies, and I have discovered a way to continue recruiting for my quest against the Dark Lord and I have found uh, waiting rooms here in Rune that allow me to speak to mages and uh, dwarven miners and oh, oh uh, kobolds who uh specialize in creating machinery and weapons all manner and class of uh of adventurers who wished to uh
2: defeat evil. Yuzuru, are you all right? You're, there's something going on with your breathing. Who oh, oh, there he is? I- there's some new, there's some sort of new sound coming out of you. You know, there like I feel like every 20 or 30 episodes, you add a new sound in there. Well, Do you have that? Oh, oh, buddy, I think you have awake apnea. I have awake nap. I, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it's coming out. Signs. It's coming out now, even worse. <laughs> Can't even say it right. Well, I'm sure that uh, I've always sounded exactly like this. Ooh, once we called it out, it got worse. Let's not, Arnie, let's not mention it anymore. Yeah. Oh, boy, never again. Don't never even, again. whoever, if you're listening, don't even put it on the <laughs> wiki.
0: But don't. aren't you excited? Aren't you excited that perhaps there may be some new adventurer oh. willing to join mine quest in, in these dark times where each of us is trapped in some crystalline prison, waiting, biding our time till it is time to once again defeat and rise up against that dark lord
2: that no. is great news congratulations no thank you yeah i will admit it's a pretty good segue to bring on the guest
0: oh thank you i will i i i, uh, I can do that if you like i i was uh, right before we joined and started uh the uh, the podcast i i uh, i was in a room full of rangers and uh there there's some very interesting uh folk there uh, Although it seems to have uh, thinned out a bit. Uh, I think they were wrapping up their hmm. their time.
2: I always forget which ones are rangers, but I, you know what? We can ask him about they're, it. They're the ones that protect the parks? Or those are walkers? Walkers or rangers? Ah, well,
0: uh, they are park rangers, yes. Hmm. Uh, they specialize in, in protecting the forest lands. But a, a ranger is a, is a devilish swordsman capable of great feats of strength they also know nature and tracking, and they can live in the out-of-doors, and they commune with nature, but they are also deeply brooding and, and full of mystery.
2: Oh, great. Let's bring him on, and I'll ask him to explain what a wizard is. <laughs>
0: well, uh, very, uh, very well. Uh, let me here uh, add him in here to our uh, chat here. Aye, uh, friend, uh, speak forth thy name and be known.
3: Hello. It is I, Karktor of the Tumult Valley. Thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: Oh, it is a pleasure to have thee. I am so excited uh, to be meeting a new class uh, of, of adventurer. Uh, we've never had a ranger on the show before. Uh,
2: yeah, somehow.
3: You've never and had a ranger
2: on the show? No, no. I don't know that. You know, I, I haven't. Until recently, I haven't traveled
3: much, and I haven't met a single ranger. Is this like the fourth episode of the show? How have you not had a ranger? Is it real uh, early uh, in the run of the show?
0: Um, uh, 250-ish?
3: Somewhere 250 ish? Yeah, somewhere in that range. 250? Yeah. yeah. Not one <laughs> ranger. Not one ranger? Uh, just not that on our ranger. Pressure on me. I feel like I'm now representing my whole class. That's, that's a lot. Oh, well, that's all right.
0: Uh, I'm sure you're an excellent ranger, and I would be happy to have you join mine quest to defeat the Dark Lord.
3: I'd be happy to join up. I uh, should warn you. I mean, I love a good adventure. And I think if you asked amongst the rangers, they'd say, you know, I'm not going to claim that I'm the most veteran ranger, but I think people see a lot of potential in me, and I could add a lot, but I should warn you, just good faith. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of drama in my life right now. Oh, okay. So if you take me on, you may also be taking on that drama, which is not to say that it couldn't work, and Lord knows, especially in these times, work is work, and I'm happy to do it, but I don't want to pretend. That, I mean, I told you, I'm from the Tumult Valley. Everything in my life is generally tumultuous. Of and course, by right nature. Right now, of course, things are a little tumultuous for me, which is on brand. For anybody from the Tumult Valley, I hate to fit the stereotype. Sure.
0: Well, the, the Tumult Valley has seen such upheaval over the years. It has been very difficult uh, for folks such as yourself to have uh, consistent and, and happy uh, fruitful lives. I mean... Uh, There have been at least, what, 17 kings in the last uh, 20 years or so? Wow.
3: Yeah. There's actually been 17 kings in the last 11 years. Ooh. We're averaging more than one king per year. Uh, Some of that is obviously because of coups and people being overthrown. Other is uh, brutal, unexpected deaths. Some of them at large public events uh, where we all gather to celebrate. It's yeah. gotta be traumatizing. Oh trauma see. it's funny because people ask me to describe my hometown and any of us who grew up there, you guys have already said traumatizing and upheaval. And yeah. those are probably the words that come up most often. I, I will say the Badgers know tumult as a coup
2: world because there's so many coups, so we yeah. just call it coup world.
3: That makes sense, and badgers are always welcome, I mean, if you know anything about rangers. And a lot of rangers come out of the Tumult Valley because we all want to leave. Yeah. And we all tend to go off and brood on our own. Yeah. Well, I know one, I
2: do know a veteran ranger that we should have had on the show. Uh, Nolan Rian uh, was a a veteran ranger.
3: You know Nolan Rian?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. I went on a few adventures with him. Yes, Yes. And what's cool about being a ranger that I found out from Nolan is that rangers basically get to choose their own adventure.
3: Yeah, we're not necessarily bound uh, by any strict moral codes as some other, other adventurers. So find our own thing. Nolan Rian, I tell you, I'm sure you remember, he was known. Uh, you know, I stick to the basics bow and arrow, broadsword. Yeah. He could take out a person with a rock from about 90 feet away. That's, that's he, wild. Threw I mean, he threw with heat.
2: I do know he was a little bit embarrassed because he had a few battles. I can't remember how, how many, but he did mention that what stuck with him over his career was he had a few battles where he didn't hit anyone. And that for him was a big sore yeah. spot, that he, that he had a few no-hitters. Now, it's embarrassing to take a swing at someone and just, in a battle
3: purely not touch anyone and still win that's embarrassing he gets down on himself the rest of us try to tell him no we still you know actually in some ways we actually are really impressed by that it's you know borderline perfect
2: Um, you know hey uh, uh, i'm a cool guy too i could talk about i could join this you seem cool yeah oh thank you thank you uh I could you know, I've heard of Rangers too, like uh mm-hmm. there's uh Chip Endale. I think yes. he's one of
3: those rescue rangers. I think is that I think that's what we're uh, talking yes, about. yes, I know him. Uh they in the world of Rangers some of us are wanderers, warriors, most of us that but yes, there are rescue rangers as well. They tend to be a little smaller and less physically impressive. Sure. And their hair is not as good as my hair.
2: <laughs> so and I'm so sorry, could you say your name again? I, was it Karktor? Karktor. Karktor.
1: Karktor.
3: Karktor. Karktor. Yeah. Karktor. Karktor. Is that a family name? K-A-R-K-T-U-R. Yes, I had an uncle named Karktor, and my grandfather's brother, so I guess my great uncle. Yeah, it's kind of a family name.
0: Classic passing the name down through the uncles.
3: Probably my uncle would have named his son Karktor, but he only had girls, so... (laughs) Carcturne not a me. good
2: girl's name. And I hate to generalize in that way, no. but it just doesn't seem like a great girl's name. Ah, no. What a hard consonance. And I have to ask, because I may be wrong and this may be offensive, but is that the past tense of cockatoo? That is offensive. Uh, my apologies. I, I'm so sorry. I just know a lot of animal wildlife and, and I thought maybe Karktoor uh, uh, is the past
3: tense of cockatoo. I'm, my apologies. Uh, uh, no, I mean, I'm not personally offended, but I'm letting you know it is offensive to many from my world and I'll ask you to just cut the shit and we can move on <laughs>
2: Yes sir, I'll cut the shit, I'm, I, my apologies Can I, uh, can I ask though, uh, just follow up from a few moments ago, can you tell us what the drama is?
3: Sure, I mean I also feel a little weird because as a ranger I am a friend to animal folk everywhere and I did I did. you know, I've been seeing these rune backgrounds and I thought maybe I had one of those rune backgrounds but it's, are you a badger on a jacked body? <laughs> yeah Cool We'll probably connect on that badger level. It's been a long time since I've Thank crossed you. paths with a badger. Yes. Yeah, so the drama. Uh, and it, it could just get in the way of an adventuring party and our goals. Okay, so you may know that very often rangers are more comfortable with nature than with man. We spend so much time in the woods, sure. the forest, that uh, oftentimes we lose touch with our ability to even connect with fellow uh, humans. And what happens is we often connect with animals. And for many years, I have had an animal companion. Onus of the Fallen Ram Folk. I'm sure you've heard of the Fallen Ram Folk, right? Oh, the Fallen Ram Folk. How sad. Yeah. Yes, I have
0: heard of the terrible curse, but I don't believe Arnie knows of it. Arnie, do you know of the Fallen Ram
3: Folk? Oh, let's hear here. I don't
2: think I do.
3: The Fallen Ram Folk were some of the only four-legged creatures in the realm that could speak. Uh, Which was actually very impressive There's a little bit of a four-legged bias I find in the world where people just assume Four-legged creatures can't speak and they could speak Of course Many, many years ago Some say centuries ago They allied themselves in a War between rival gods And they picked the wrong god And and, uh, you know, of course, the god that won Said we could I'm tempted to slaughter you all, but I'd rather give you a fate worse than death. So now they can understand, but they cannot speak. So they can understand Ooh, rough, rough, spoken rough, rough. language. So communication can be hard. and Onus and I linked up, and I tell you, it was really, uh, it was like the jelly and peanut butter. <laughs> I hate to backtrack a little, and who, uh, far be it from me to quibble with a god, but
2: is that a fate worse than death?
3: When you are some of the only four-legged creatures and everybody who meets you is like, whoa, these rams can speak. You're bucking every expectation I've ever had of meeting a four-legged creature. And then that's taken away and you're just treated like regular rams. But you're sitting there in your head going, no, I understand every word you're saying. And when people are saying, oh, these rams look goofy today. Look at their weird creepy ram eyes. That one's (laughs) horns are, are, are not growing symmetrically. And the people don't understand that the rams are understanding every word, and it's having an emotional impact? Yeah. Understanding I'd rather be dead.
0: every single word. It's a tragic tale, Arnie. Boy, uh,
2: no, no, I'm so sorry, and I need to know this. This is very important. Is this all rams and food?
3: No. Most rams are just what you think. They're just rams. Okay, good, because I've said some fucked up shit to some rams. Every once in a while, though, one of these rams is of the fallen ram folk, and they just kind of mix in with the regular rams now. Imagine if you looked and behaved exactly like a creature that had no intelligence, and no one ever understood that you had intelligence and treated you as such. It would be uh, frustrating. Maybe it's not a fate worse than death, but it's certainly irritating on a daily basis.
0: That's why whenever I meet a ram... I watch it for a while to see if it's rolling its eyes. If it seems like, oh boy. Then I'm like, that that ram probably knows what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, they typically, I mean, uh, being a shapeshifter who's typically an animal, um, there is a common saying, which is, uh, you pal around with fauna, you're going to have some drama. And I know that deities have had these curses on on many species. Not only the ram folk, but also the martial folk, um, who was formerly a ram.
3: I've always heard that saying as well. If you're going to mess with fauna, you're going to have some drama. And what I love about it is it almost rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so close. Those are the it's best very ones. Very close to rhyme. It's, it's almost more impressive to be that close to rhyming yeah. when I'm not rhyming. Uh, a lot of people, when they come around a group of rams, Arnie, in this world, you will find that they will say, if any of the rams understand me, walk backwards right now. And if there's fallen ram folk, they will walk backwards. That's how I first came to meet onus but more often than not there are no fallen ram folk and you're just you just look like a jackass yelling at a bunch of rams so you have a ram companion or ram companion a rampanion of many years 11 years we've been adventuring together and you've been thick as thieves the whole time i mean i could tell you so many stories of me getting him out of trouble him getting me out of trouble times that uh, people underestimated him for being a ram and it was the key to winning our whole adventure times where we got separated and through my rangering skills and instincts we were able to reconnect in beautiful ways that are actually pretty emotional and heartwarming in a way you wouldn't expect about nine months ago mm-hmm. I brought on an owl
0: oh, so you have uh, two animal companions yes That's, and most oh. rangers only
3: have one but the owl, the owl really took to me it's one of these things where I met the owl. We were in a village. I fed the owl. The owl helped me out. Um, he went to a very high spire, and he was able to tell me the direction from which my enemies were approaching. I said, oh, that's very useful. I thought that was it. Onus of the fallen ramfolk. He and I take off, and three full days later, I see an owl circling over during the day. You only see owls owl? generally at night. Yeah. So I said, I wonder if that's the same owl. And it was. And then I realized, oh, you know, having an owl could be very useful Long. Range reconnaissance, primarily. I say to the Owl, hey, we're going to be heading in this direction. Maybe you could go ahead and see how many bandits are waiting for us. I understand that we're, uh, you know, on, on days where we we're mercenaries joining armies with traditional battles. Why don't you go ahead and let me know how much cavalry there is. Infantry, let's count them up, Owl. The Owl comes back, he whispers in my ear. And this means nothing. This relationship, is, it doesn't mean anything. But Onus of the Fallen Ramfolk is... His feelings are very hurt. He won't talk to the owl. He pretends he's just a regular ram whenever the owl tries to speak to him. He's not polyramorous. He's not polyramorous at all. And the owl doesn't even have a name. I just call him the owl. I don't even call him anything. Sure. He will never replace Onus in my eye. I mean, to be fair, I guess maybe, you know, 11 years with Onus and the owl is new. Maybe it's the shiny new object in my life and I am a little excited about it this owl getting on board but yeah, is, can I ask is the onus on you to name the owl? I see what you did there.
2: No I'm saying is, is your ram companion getting on your case for you to name the
3: owl? Oh you, I thought you would be okay yeah uh, I think if I was to name the owl onus would feel even more threatened mm. um, I think onus just kind of wants the owl to go away and I'm, here's, here's me if the owl went away I'd say oh that was cool that we had an owl for a while and I'd move on with my life but if the owl wants to stick around, I find it very useful.
0: Well, there is an old saying. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling jealous, you must talk to your fellows.
3: Yes. Oh, it's so, so close, close to rhyming. So close. Right almost, there. That one's really impressive, because if you really just, pronounce, if you just bent each word a little bit, you wouldn't even really have to change the words to get mm-hmm. it to rhyme. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't want. I know. No, no, no,
0: no. no, I don't want to do that. No. If you
3: say jealous and fellows, no, no, no. No, no, no. I am
0: going to say fellows.
3: It would be so simple. That's my favorite rhymes are the ones where it would be such a simple adjustment (laughs) to have it actually rhyme, and yet we choose not to. But with that one, you want to maintain how like overly long it is. You don't want to like change it in any way. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, if only I could remember it.
3: I think onus of the fallen ram fall maybe if I'm just going to be blunt, regards the owl as some sort of side piece. And Ooh. I i would never, I would never think that way. I think we can all work in concert to great effect.
0: Yes, it seems quite advantageous to have two beasts uh, uh, that have aligned uh, themselves with thee with such disparate abilities. For the owl, as you said, can fly high above, seeing all the world that as it doth span out before thee, and the
2: ram can knock over small trees. Yeah. And rams can dodge as well. Rams can dodge. If you've never seen a dodge ram, they, they can, anything that's thrown at them, they can get under, get over, just roll to the left, roll to the right. Their hemi power is absolutely insane.
3: And you have to understand on my end, when a dodge ram, which onus of the fallen ram folk has high dodge abilities, when my enemies realize this ram can dodge anything, they get preoccupied with trying to take out the dodge ram, mm. which opens me up in their distraction to take them out. Having a Dodge Ram is very useful.
2: Yeah, I can understand as a ranger or a pathfinder. A, mm-hmm. a pathfinder and a Dodge Ram make quite a combination, mm-hmm. quite a combo. Mm-hmm. It'll get you out of any Ram
3: Jam. Everything you guys are saying is true. So can, uh, can we help name the owl? Does the owl want a name? I mean... I honestly don't even know the owl that well. I, I, if you want me to bring them both in...
1: I'd be happy to. uh, Maybe maybe one at at a time?
3: Again, I want to reiterate, neither of them can speak. So I'm willing to to let you know what they're thinking through my ranger intuitions. I mean, it probably will be bad audio, but I'm still curious. So just to be clear, you can ask them questions, and then I will answer, even though I will also have parts of the conversation that I want to say on my end, and I'll do my best to delineate (laughs) when I'm reflecting onus of the fallen ram folks opinions or the owl's opinions or my own but this could be a very muddled and confusing experience
2: can i ask and i don't want to like i you know i want to avoid spoilers but are you going to like do a voice like just for us just so we know like yes a how do we how
3: do we delineate mm-hmm. i mean i will do my best but i feel like if any, anyone who knows my work knows i've never been great at Voices or characters? That's true. You've been so getting a less gruff by the second. <laughs> yes, uh, as I as I get more comfortable, I it's warming up to us.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. I love it. It's good. I was worried about you at first. Yeah, now, sure. You, you said when you did um, take the owl on, uh, he would uh, go to the top of a spire, scout the cavalry um, that, that you maybe you were going to battle with, and then you said he would fly down and whisper in your ear the the number of people. So when he whispers in your ear. Is that just sort of, is he saying, whoo, is he saying um, actual words? Is it just like you intuit what he means?
3: Well, I'm a ranger, so... Oh, wait, you guys have never had a ranger on. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable that I have to lay all the track on this 250 episodes in. That's unbelievable. (laughs) To
0: be fair, we've had a flower on about seven times.
3: The same one. A flower and not one ranger... Rangers who have tipped the scales of battles in history, who have changed the game, who have joined battles late and single-handedly turned tides for the forces of good.
2: Corktor, do you mind telling us about a battle that you
3: joined at the end and, and turned the tide on? Oh, I've joined so many battles. I've joined so many battles. Um, I mean, did you hear about the... There's that village out in the Westerlands. Tothank. Think. Um, Yes, right on the border of the Westerlands and the Hinterlands, you know.
0: Oh, yes, Tolfank. Uh, You were at the Battle of Tolfank? I was at the Battle of Tolfank (gasps) after the siege. I helped them break the siege. How impressive. I know I am very impressed. What an amazing story, the Battle of Tolfank.
3: Actually, I mean, if I'm being totally honest, here's how much credit I give to my companion. I, I feel like I got a lot of credit for breaking the siege. Onus of the Fallen Ramfolk had more to do with it than I did. Really, just my ranger abilities to communicate with him, bring him to my aid, is what I brought to the table. But Onus of the Fallen Ramfolk is the one who eventually smashed through a barricade. He was shot by seven arrows, and yet he never stopped. Smashed through the barricade, allowed the convoy to get through, and the villagers once again had supplies, both food and weaponry. It's impressive. Man, that oh, is, is impressive. the best. I, and the owl could never do that. No. No. Just fly Very above true. the siege and be like, all oh, those people are hungry.
0: So Onus is good at dodging, but he's also good at
3: charging. Oh, yes. He's a real charger. Oh, okay. I he's see. a real charger, yeah.
2: I have to admit, I'm a little squeamish when it comes to battles. If I saw a ram struck by several arrows, I'd be like,
3: Ew yeah he just keeps going though this ram can take a licking and he keeps on (laughs) kicking you can put him anywhere he can get through mud
0: i hate that saying it actually
2: rhymes is he like four feet by four feet is it like a a, a ram four by four yes he's a four by four yes
3: Uh, rugged rugged it's i have to say i give you a lot of credit because you don't know anything about rangers but you do know (laughs) a lot about rams yeah, I have Rams, Chargers, four x fours, Pathfinders. Mm-hmm. A lot John, of can
2: I ask you? Yeah, are you in the market to get yourself a Ram? You seem to I know a lot. Dude. you just been shopping around for Rams. I'm always in the market for a companion. You know, it's it's if just I fun can, to be around. A,
3: yeah, please. Just as a ranger who has experience with these things, just in recent years. Yeah, there's hybrids, okay. and I would actually think about getting one of those. They're, okay,
2: so th- that's like part well, sort of what I am now, which is a badger head on a big old human buff body.
3: Yes. Okay. Uh, it, they're mostly rams, but they're mixed with goat, and they're great for the environment.
2: Now, rams have a reputation for moving cities. Now, yeah, that's, is that, that is Now, is that something true. you've experienced? Because I feel like if I'm friends with a ram, and then they move to a different city, I'm going to be pissed off. I'm going to be pissed, I'm going to burn anything I had that had to associate with that ram, and I'm going to be fucking mad.
3: Well, look, see, here's the thing. You hear that a ranger hangs out with an animal, and you go, mm-hmm. I should get an animal and hang out. But you, if you're not a ranger... Yeah It's an animal If you're not tapping into the intrinsic connection that rangers study Mm -hmm. Their whole lives You may not be able to control it So it might ditch you You might spend a lot of money on a ram That at the end of the day is a ram These fools who try to buy pumas as pets You ever hear about these idiots? Who have alligators in their bathtub And then they get all freaked out They call the police on themselves Animal control They say I have a puma in my home These idiots that's you hear about rip- these guys?
0: Yes, it's ridiculous. Get out of here.
3: Tigers? People? These people have two dozen tigers in their backyard? That's wild. You have to be a ranger to pull this off. You can't just proclaim yourself a tiger king and be a king of tigers. You can't just say that. Yeah, you'd be a basking case.
2: Well, I really do want to meet this ram now. Uh, why don't we take a very yes. short break and we'll bring in the ram and the owl and we'll learn about them a little bit.
0: Terms apply.
2: Okay, Uh, that, I mean, I'll say, uh, just to let the listener in, it took a little while to get that ram and owl in by
3: uh, the rune, but I'm very excited to learn more about them. Well, yes, because I would bring Onus of the Fallen Ram folk in, and then when I brought in the owl, Onus would leave. And then I'd ask the owl to step out for a second, I'd talk to Onus, and then the owl would come back and... It almost started to feel like one of those logic puzzles of how do you get the fox and the rabbit and the cheese across the river. and then you. Spend we met your... that farmer. Oh, I've heard that. It's really annoying because that's the only story he has. He's just always you telling know. about the time he got the fox <laughs> and the rabbit across the river. You know, I'm not a
2: ranger, so I'm not as keyed into the nuances of ram and owl communication. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, to my uneducated eye, it just looked like A ram just wandering around, Mm -hmm, and an owl mm -hmm. just sort of flying in and out of the place, uh, and you kind of talk, like talking at them a little bit.
3: But again, hence why all of us rangers are so often underestimated. You might say, "Oh, I'm fighting a knight with shitty armor." Oh, but there's also a few mice running around. That's weird. And you don't even realize that those creatures don't see each other as di- That the human and the mice have. C- and all of a sudden, the mice are crawling up in your pants. And they're nibbling on parts of you that you don't want nibbled. And all of a sudden, you've opened yourself up. And thwack, you've been beheaded by a ranger.
2: Maybe that's what happened to this guy. Flex, flex, flex. That is not a tumor, by the way. Oh, it's not a tumor. Should we meet? I feel like we should meet the Ram first, right? Because yes. you've been with him for eleven years.
3: Onus of the fallen Ram folk, uh, meet the guys, guys. This is Onus of the fallen Ram folk. I should remind you guys: you can ask any question you want. It's mostly just going to appear like he's staring mm-hmm. back at you. Oh, man. and if if you're like, okay, I get what he's going for, we can just. Come. But if you need me to. If you need me to kind of translate I'm happy to do so. So what
2: what's his um I guess before we address him directly what's his ability to qu- sort of re- recall information
3: like how much ram does he have? Pitch perfect. Pitch perfect? So his sort of memory.
2: random access memory is 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 100%? Yes.
3: Oh yeah, and it's been upgraded over time. Wow. Oh upgraded. wow. Man. Yeah, back in the early 90s it was like you'd work with a ram and every 11 12 minutes you'd have to just stop and <laughs> kind of re-download the information. and I don't know if you guys remember that solar event Pentium. That really oh. changed, that changed a lot. That changed a lot of RAM. It's a lot it. to process, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now this RAM is, I mean, every RAM is pretty much a processor. He's a RAM but, processor. But what about his, his mother, his, his, his ROM? Like, how's his ROM doing? Uh, I, I mean, he hasn't seen her in 11 years. Part of why he fights alongside me against the forces of evil is that his whole family was slaughtered and eaten. Which doesn't usually happen to rams. It was pretty vindictive. It was actually pretty vindictive. You see goat get eaten, sheep certainly. But for a ram to see marauders eat his family just because, you know, they were pillaging. They were pillaging. And go ahead and pillage. You're a marauder. It's what you do. But don't eat rams. That's a weird animal to eat. He broke free and he's been seeking vengeance ever since. He has every right to.
2: Uh, Well, let's meet him now. Uh, Onus, can you you, um, step in front of the room?
0: There he is. It is uh, a pleasure to meet thee and make thine acquaintance, Onus. I am Usador, the wizard. This is my friend, Chunt, and my other friend, Arnie.
2: Arnie, don't be rude. Interview him. Oh, oh gosh, I don't know. Like, what is a good ram uh, question? Uh,
0: yeah, we've already burned through a lot of the ram we stuff. Burned through. Yeah. We burned
2: through a lot. Rams. Oh, what else? something tore us apart Uh, like is there like a Ram Rod Ram Rod or like uh, Kurt Warner
0: Onus let me ask you a question I Usador want to know what drives thee to fight evil
3: did you guys catch that? Or I can did tell you? he's thinking about it. Yeah, no, I mean, he already said it. Did you need me to...
0: Oh, yeah, oh, I, did, yeah I, didn't get it. I didn't get yeah. it. I didn't get it. I could see something behind the eyes, but I yes. couldn't really...
3: Yeah, no, I got it totally. Um, so you had asked what drives the... To fight evil. And to fight I, evil, yes. Yes, his answer was, I believe Karktor just told you my family was eaten. Right. 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 Right, right right right, yeah. right, 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 So he was kind of pissed. Well, but like you pissed, know, sometimes very, you have a
0: tragic of, event in your past. Yeah, Sure. Uh, and that starts you on your hero's journey, and then over time, you know, it can't really sustain that forever, sure. so you have to get to a place where perhaps you put those things behind you, and you make peace with them, and then something drives you forward, so I thought perhaps, you know, I thought perhaps Onus, uh, had put this petty revenge, uh, behind him.
3: Yeah, let me ask him, uh, so is that still what's driving you, or have you had any further motivations over the past eleven years? Did you guys get that? I, I nothing. No, he said, amazing. "Now at this point, he just sort of likes the taste of human blood."
2: Ooh.
3: oh boy, yeah.
0: that's a good motivator, and I, mm-hmm. I don't disagree.
2: Is that oh. is that something that you'll give him a few drops just to appease? Like everyone's falling, you'll cut your finger and
3: uh, let him have that. Uh, we, uh, this is a very personal question. Uh, well, let's. I'll rescind that. Then uh, let's uh, let's move on. I mean, yes, we've done that. It's part of our bonding. Of course, of course. But it's not weird. If you knew Ranger, I mean, it's on you guys that you haven't interviewed a Ranger 250 episodes. But it sounds weird. It's mm. not that weird. I see. So it's pretty common. Blood suckling is. Yeah, there's common. a lot of rituals. There's a lot okay. of rituals. Onus, what are
0: some of your favorite rituals? No, no
3: I know he's not, just. I'm not getting anything. To you guys, it looks like he's just looking at you. But he said a lot. Yeah, he said he loves the moon ritual. He said he loves the harvest ritual. He said he loves the rituals that occur every time a baby ram is born. He said that one is one of the main ones that make him miss being part of a pack of rams. Um, There have been a few occasions over the years where we've been near other rams, and he's been able to go and join them and live some ram life before our next adventure starts. Um, I think my, I'm not trying to put words in his mouth. As you heard, he didn't say this, but... I think the birthing rituals have come to mean more and more to him in his old age as he sort of wonders if he does ever want to retire and have a family. So yeah, harvest rituals, birthing rituals, moon moon rituals are cool. Because, you know, we get blasted. He said all that with that look? Yeah, he was talking for a while.
0: <laughs> uh, that's, Arnie, yeah. Arnie why, don't, why don't you ask him about the owl? I don't, I don't want to do it. He
2: likes me. Oh, ask Onus about the owl. Why am I always the one that has to ask the questions that make the guests mad?
0: Because the ram likes me.
2: Oh, okay. I'll, like, uh, smooth talk this one; It'll be okay. So, Onus, I hear there's a new owl in your life. How do you feel about that?
3: I've, did you guys catch I, that, or did you need me to... No,
2: I, I mean, no. Kinda, didn't. No. Just assume we always need an interpretation. If we ever do pick up what he's putting out, we'll absolutely speak up.
3: Okay, I'll try to remember that, but sometimes I forget things you like seem, that. So. I will say you seem surprised every time that we. <laughs> I don't just sometimes forget. I spend so much. I spend more time talking to animals than humans, so I forget that other humans can't. So again, I will really, so sincerely try to remember that, but Which I do.
0: Second nature to you. Yeah, yeah.
3: I, I, second nature. Classic ranger joke. Nature. <laughs> okay, Almost so you, um, you didn't catch what he said then? No, 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 no. He said, fuck that motherfucking owl to death. Ooh. Wow.
0: All right.
2: Wow. Wow. Uh, He did not.
3: I mean, to my untrained
2: eye, he did not look any different than. Didn't look remotely pissed. Yeah.
3: Maybe slightly horny, but yeah, I did not pick up on pissed. Yeah, I mean, I'm a ranger. You guys, uh, the, the, If humanity could just get back in touch with the subtle nuances and rhythms of nature and what she's trying to tell us at all times, we'd be in a lot better shape, but I'm not going to go in a big soapbox about that. But just trust me, that's what he said. I'm a ranger. Um, can we check in with the owl? Just,
2: sure. Just to hear his side of things? Yeah. And uh, Sorry, uh, not, to, not to assume, was it a, a male owl? Is that what you said?
3: It's a male owl. Yeah. It's a
2: male owl. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and put him in front of the rune there. Ooh, ooh. Hey! Hey, buddy. Um. What, uh. How's it going? I love birds.
3: Okay, this is me, Carktor. Just reiterating. I just want to make sure that your opening question is, "Hey, buddy. How's it going?" I just want to make sure that's what you want to go with.
2: I mean, I can adjust, but if that is that not. No,
3: I mean I'm happy to pass that one on, but I just want to make sure that that's the hard hitting. Should I make the talk smaller? No, let's go with that. I mean, if you can make the talk smaller somehow... Here, okay, I, let, let, me,
2: let me... I'm going to shift gears a little bit. I'd um, love let's, to see that. Uh, shift gears from the Ram. So let's say, uh, how about this crazy weather? Did you guys get that? No. Uh,
3: no, there's the same, it's kind of the same as with the Ram. We kind oh, of, I figured maybe some of you knew Owl better than Ram. That's my bet. Ooh, That's my no, bet. we need. I, for both. I think, in all
2: honesty, I think I picked up on it. You did? Oh. Yeah. Did you want to... I, from what I uh, could uh, bits and pieces here and there, from what I could discern from what he what he sort of hooted and his body language, he was trying to say that when you're an owl, it's always cold, because the higher up you go, the, the colder it's going to be. Um, so he kind of said, "When when it's uh, when you're an owl,
3: it's, it's it's always cold." Is that right? Nailed it. Huh? Got it in one. Ooh, wow. Whew. He also said windy too, but I don't expect <laughs> you to get everything. Said been a little windy too. Also, just so you guys know. When the owl warms up to people, he tends to get very um, flowery and talkative in his speech. So just brace yourselves for that. Oh, okay. Oh, and I think he just made a joke. Did you hear that? I did. I'm so psyched you heard that joke. Did you want to reiterate that setup and punchline <laughs> that the owl just threw down <laughs> with? I mean,
2: you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Um, well, we could both say it at the same time, but I, l- let me go ahead and say it personally, just because I'm, I'm thrilled that I picked up on it. Um, he said, uh, "Also, just so you know, when you're an owl." There's two types of weather, cold and construction. Is that it's a, it's an owl humor. I don't get it. I think. I think we well, know, co- coctor, would
3: you translate what that joke means? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That joke speaks for itself.
2: <laughs> well, he's he's kind of. I think what he's implying is that you know he's an animal and mankind or other uh, c- kinds of creatures tend to build quickly. You know, you see a village pop up overnight. You see a road, um, a, a road that people might adventure on being re re-pathed. Yeah. So he's kind of saying that there's two, yeah. from the owl's perspective, there's two seasons, which are construction and winter.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> things are being built, or else it's too cold to build. And, you know, one thing that's really heartening for me to see, because, again, I spend more time with animals than man, uh, I, I'm really glad to see that both humans uh, and owls agree The best types of jokes are jokes where the explanation needed is longer than the joke itself.
0: (laughs) It helped me understand it, and then Mm -hmm. I thought it Mm -hmm. was hilarious.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. Owls got chops and timing.
2: And unrelated, uh, guys, I have to take a quick break. Um, So I'm going to be over here. I just have to go grab some uh, food. So uh, I may be here every once in a while, but uh, just so you know, you're going to be without my interpretation skills for just a minute. Oh, this is our opportunity, Arnie. Ask the owl about the ram. Oh, uh, hey, owl. Uh, what's the deal with your uh, buddy, the ram? I, I
3: don't oh, know. D- yeah, we, I we forgot that, that the guy-, guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. He was the one who was really getting this. That's
2: my bad. Oh, I I'm back. Am I, am I just in time for an explanation? Oh, you just missed one. Oh, shoot.
3: Yeah, the owl said he goes, look, I got no problem with the ram. The ram's got a problem with me. That's on the ram. I'm not someone who's hung up on conflict. I let that go. When I was a teenager, I used to be someone who really had a chip on my shoulder. I I was an angry young owl. and I've been through a lot of therapy, and I've practiced a lot of meditation techniques, Zen. I've studied various religions to get to a sense of inner peace. So this weird alpha battle that Onus of the Fallen Ram Folk is intent on having, I'm not really personally uh, buying into it. It it doesn't get me anything. It doesn't get me any... uh, All it makes me feel is tired, and I don't see how either of us wins. I'm above petty jealousies. I wish Onus of the Ramfolk could let some of his insecurities go because I like him, and it makes me a little sad he doesn't like me, but I understand that it's driven by his own personal insecurities, and at the end of the day, I don't really have much to do with it. I just fly and try to help when I can, and I hunt field mice, and I turn my head around on my shoulders further than you would think that... uh, it, the answer goes on for a long while, but like I said, he, he's very talkative and tends to get flowery, so I can just, that's most of the gist of it. I think you oh. see, I'm happy to I'm happy to keep translating word for word, but it will take a oh. while. It's totally up to you.
2: Well, Al, can I ask, you said these things, you said you like Onus quite a bit. Have you ever told Onus the things that you
3: like about him? Well, uh, this is character, I will say some of that's on me. Because I can speak ram and I can speak owl. Oh. Um, owls can't speak ram. Rams can't speak owls. And onus of the fallen ram folk can understand human languages, but uh, that never, even before the curse due to the whole god-data conflict, it, it never extended to owl. Rams and, understand and, a few yes. different animals, but not owl.
2: And so even if the ram and the owl wanted to talk to each other through you, there
3: would be a lot of you being like, oh, wait, did you need, oh, I'm sorry, did you a need A lot me? of that, a lot of that, which I understand, again, for a listener, I have to imagine, extraordinarily annoying. So I get it. Um, and at the same time, too, you know, Onus, you can see a ram of not many words. The owl I, I fancies himself like a avian Shakespeare. Little bit of oil and water, so to speak. Sure. Know. Well, would it be. Am I crazy? Should we try
2: to bridge that gap here? Do Should we try to see if the owl would like to say something to Onus, and then if Onus would like to say something in response, maybe we should try translating to each other. That's cool with me. Also, Arnie, have we ever told you about Shakespeare? Oh, well, oh no, I'm sorry. Is there there a Shakespeare on guy. There used to be an old man who would sit inside a tavern and he would order a beer and tell his tales, and the older he got, his his beer used to shake a little bit, so nobody really knew his name, but he's quite sort of a... um, a troubadour, a real, um, real bard. story, yeah. a real bard, yeah, and uh, so people just call him Shakespeare. But many right. people claim he was several people. So, uh, a lot of people are like there was many sort of uh, traveling storytellers, and we kind of you know lump them into one guy, but that's never been proven. Is that why like sometimes when food people say "exit chased by a beer"? I've never heard that expression.
0: <laughs> it doesn't even try to not ride.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he was a real raconteur. Real raconteur. Owl, is there anything you would like to say to Onus and have Karktor translate for you?
3: Did you... Uh, I can... Uh, no. Yeah, no. I didn't. No. Okay. okay. I got yeah. it, but I'll let you talk. Oh, no, it's up to you. No. We can also here. split it if you want. Oh, that's right, Chun. You could talk for Owl. And Karktor could talk for uh, Onus. Oh, uh, yes. I mean, I, feel, I do feel bad because Onus answers in one, two, three-word answers, and the owl can Ooh, really I'd go. really rather take on Onus. Sometimes for six <laughs> to seven minutes
2: straight. <laughs> yeah, I really uh, didn't think this through. Uh, what was the question again? I heard the answer, but what was the question?
3: Is there anything you want to tell the ram? And I mean, bless you, because... <laughs> I don't As know. As someone who understood the answer. 20 to 25% word limit per you episode. Would, yeah. right? I mean, you would think that's a cut and dry simple answer, but I yeah. mean, this guy can tell you that owl really it was poetic.
2: Both, yeah. Yes. Um well, let me let me I'll struggle here with what I can. So anything I want to uh, that the owl wants to tell the ram. Yeah, so what I understood to be, and, and again, I very, very broken owl um, language is what I pick up here. Um, so what I understood is, uh, yes, there's many a thing, many a feather I want to get off my plumage. Onus, I sounds feel right. like, huh? No, I'm saying that sounds right. Shit, now I forgot what he said. Thanks a lot, Arnie. You interrupted me and I lost my place. You
3: only remembered the first four or five words? If you what lost your place, I feel like I can just tell you it's the very beginning. If, you oh, know, if oh, that triggers you. any. Thank uh, you. I'm,
2: I'm not fucking Dr. Memory over here, but uh, thank you. Oh, uh, Dr.
3: Memory, that's a bad dude. Oh. That guy, I had to fight that guy once he handed me my ass. Do you guys you guys know Dr. Memory? Have you I ever don't. Done?
0: Oh, yes. Woo. I've fought Dr. Memory many times myself. Dr. Memory. He what happened
3: when you fought Dr. Memory? Jammer.
0: Well, you start to, you start to fight him. And he memorizes all of your moves. So he learns what you can do, and he learns to counter everything that you do. So you have to trick him with, um, I don't know, uh, perhaps like a... Oh, an animal sidekick.
3: Mm-hmm. It helps, mm-hmm. and I did not beat Dr. Memory, but Onus got me out of trouble on that one. He's also a medical doctor. I mean, you have to respect his intelligence.
0: Yes, every time I make an appointment with him, I'm like, I have to battle him to the death if I yeah. want him to look at my gallbladder or something. Oh, uh.
3: He did gallbladder? I thought he was an ENT. I think he's got multiple degrees. Well, I mean, he's got such a good memory. Yeah,
2: he's, he's a very he's a man of letters. So they all just said it again. He said, uh, I have a few feathers I want to get out of my plumage towards you, Onus. I feel like ever since I came on board, you've resented me, that you've had it in for me. Many a times when we're traveling together, you'll trip me, or if I land on your horns, you'll shoo me off or buck me off. I don't know what I did to you. I do know that we've obviously been at each other's throats ever since, but I feel like since we have a shared love in our owner and and compatriot and companion, and I feel like I've been disrespected time and again for being an owl, for not being able to speak with you, and that our compatriot here, our friend, has to translate everything. Now, that's point one of ten. Point two is sometimes I see you eat my pellets. Now, when I get rid of a pellet... They're meant to be reabsorbed into the soil or, if nothing else, dissected by young villagers who might learn from what's inside my pellet. Whether that be uh, some sort of mole or a shrew, whatever it may be, they're for educational purposes or to fertilize the soil. But you're gulping them down like they're candy, my man.
3: Where do you guys hear the next eight?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Two. And the next eights all coalesce into one big problem. Which it goes back to point one. You disrespect me. I'm
0: sorry. I have to interject here. Now, I wanted to be fair-minded about this and give Onus an opportunity uh, to respond and, and, and uh, get anything uh, off of his horns that may be bothering him. Of course, of course. But to trip an owl, that just sucks. How often is an owl walking around and then you decide to trip it? I think mm. that is bad form.
2: I don't know. I think I'm on Onus's side. This Al is so persnickety about what people do with this shit. Get over it. <laughs> well, how would you feel if somebody gobbled up your shit, Arnie? <laughs> I don't know. If you're a shit eater, and I mean this, any listeners out there who happen to be a shit eater, have
3: at it. Uh, you know what? I'm actually oh, going to retract that. You story. are going to regret that. It's a little bit more vomit, right? That shit. A little bit more vomit. Anyway, what's the question for Onus?
0: Onus, uh, having heard that, uh, the owl really likes you, but would like to be respected by you, and be considered a member of this uh, ranger party, how do you feel knowing that uh, the owl has some respect for you and only wishes respect in return? He said, you do
3: you. And that was it. Hmm. That was Is that nasty. directed
0: at me or the owl?
3: I think that the owl...
0: That makes more sense.
3: Yeah, but you did ask him the question. He's being a little standoffish. He's he's not enjoying this. Oh, I don't know. That expression has a three-way rhyme.
0: I don't know if we're going to be able to resolve this today, and I'm not certain that this isn't just some bullshit that this ranger's projecting on these what? two animals Who, who I'm, I'm, have… I'm, what are you talking talking about? About? I've been I, biting just... my
2: tongue this whole time. Rams haven't been able to speak for centuries? Like, before anyone could tell? How is that? Like, how do we not know? People are just sort of like, "Oh, that ram, that's one that's." Thinking You're out. saying
3: I'm making this all up when your friend's been actively translating an owl. He's so full of shit. Well, before this ever came about, we would have had to been in cahoots. <laughs> well, I guess that proves that it. It was all true. I feel like you guys are maybe buying into the stereotypes. A lot of people say rangers are all talk. A lot of people say that we're not full on warriors. A lot of people say that we're insecure in our fighting abilities, so we pretend we can talk to animals. A lot of people saying that. If we were barbarians or marauders and we could actually fuck shit up, we wouldn't need to just pretend. A lot of times people say we don't fully commit to battles because we say that we're committed to the safety of our animals and therefore we shouldn't be on the front lines. I feel like these are a lot of stereotypes about rangers and I feel like you're buying into them right now. And I'm definitely talking to this ram and to this owl. And again, for the badger jacked guy, we would have had to somehow get together and be in cahoots. (laughs)
0: Cocktail, I absolutely don't believe any of those stereotypes. I think rangers are wonderful adventurers and a, uh, a boon to any party that they join. I just think I'm staring at an owl and I'm staring at a ram and they don't seem particularly invested in what's going on.
2: So... Bullshit? Here's a simple test that we haven't tried yet. Could you ask the ram or the owl to do something? Oh,
3: good. very good uh, Onus of the Fallen Ramfall and the Owl. My two companions. We've been through many battles. Onus more than the Owl. Eleven years worth versus just a couple months. That being said, please demonstrate to these doubters, these louts who question us and our bond by doing a trick we have often all done together. Stand as still as you can. <laughs> See? Okay, we all did it. They did it. I know it was quick, but they stood very still. Like, and you said
2: that so fast, like before they could move. And you they asked me to make them moving. do a thing, and then we
3: all stood still when I said stay still. They
0: were perfectly still. I remove any objection that I had before. I believe thee completely.
3: Watch this, watch this. Owl, Ooh. flap around a little bit, and onus of the fallen ramfolk, sort of, you know, paw your hoofs at the ground and snort and spittle. bit. Oh, yeah, see? Been oh, doing, they do that. Yes, you're very good at this. Thank you so much, yeah. Okay,
2: I, I have a test here. I, I Just to show that um, I'm not in cahoots, and uh, this yeah. is all real. Uh, I'm going to talk to the owl, because that's who I have a bond with here. And I'm going to say, Mr. Owl, fill in the blank. Blank, what, where, why, when. Ooh. There you go. Perfect. That was the right answer. Can't make
0: that up. Well, I am a believer, and... I would be happy to have you in mine quest. I
3: can prove it again. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. As we all know, there's many traveling bards, occasionally even bands of bards that get together. Uh-huh. One of them is obviously a very notorious band of bards in this realm who will often stay at taverns, destroy their tavern rooms. I mean, they put on these shows that are loud and proud, but they will mess up a tavern, a rented room. every an Owl, you know, that's the... Ooh.
0: <laughs> you don't have to answer
3: for him. I wasn't. He said that. I didn't say that. He you, said. That. That I just enough. mouthed it along with him because <laughs> I knew he was going to say it because we have such a bond. I, I mean, you just heard we've all heard of that band of bards. Her- the who
2: Yes. yeah. There's uh, Keith of the Moon. there's yeah. Pete, who is uh, Townsend. Who else? Uh, 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 Roger the Poultry. Um, uh, uh, John uh, the Ent who could whistle. He was a talking tree that could whistle. A very, very famous group of bards. We get it. You like this band. (laughs) So any other brain busters? Arnie, Usador, any other doubts going on? No, I am a convert. I believe 100%.
0: And I would be glad to have this ranger join my team of fighters and lovers determined to defeat the Dark Lord.
3: Because I got to also say, a lot of other rangers are going to hear this. And they're going to be like 250 episodes before these guys have any of us on. And then they're offering up these played out tropes that we don't really communicate with these animals. And we just kind of drag these animals around in the woods with us because we're antisocial people who are scared to commit fully to society. It's not right. It's not right, fellas. If I can, if I can chime in here, I will say...
2: The animal thing, who knows what's going on there, because again, who I could knows? kind of i, could, <laughs> I could kind of pick up on some stuff, but I have heard that, and I don't know if this is all rangers, but I have heard a lot of rangers will wander the land, they'll look for a battle in which the tides have just turned, and then they'll run in, you know, swords a blazing, and then be like, I helped turn that tide. Now, I, I don't know if that's true, but I've heard that they don't actually actively turn the tide, they just swoop in at the last minute to, to claim victory.
3: It's a very popular misconception, but what a lot of people don't realize is that if a ranger's charging into a battle at the end, it's because he's been doing a lot of unseen work the whole time, laying a lot Mm. of track, Mm -hmm. making that run-in at the end possible.
0: I believe you, but I have also heard this rumor that uh, Chunt mentioned, although I heard it as a saying. It said, Rangers like to ride that battle tidal wave. Yeah, Does that make sense? It almost rhymes.
2: <laughs> that one is like actively avoiding rhyming it's, so well, hard. One of
3: the syllables kind of rhymes, but it's like four just, syllables it, too yeah, early to, to too rhyme. late. Yeah. You just could still the, stop at the rhyme. I mean, I dare you guys to say that to any of the most famous rangers. You would never. You wouldn't have. You would never say it to Nolan Ryan. Mm-hmm. You, would mm-hmm. never t- say it, you would never say it to the great Mark of Messier. Charles Norris. Mm-hmm.
2: Who often went by a shortened nickname um, was a ranger, and uh, you mentioned laying track uh, as a ranger. I will say Nolan Rien laid a lot of track. He was sort of known as the Express, and he would lay a lot of track. And you don't stand on the track when the when the Express is coming through. There's of course Rick. <laughs> oh, the Ranger Rick.
3: Yeah, the Ranger Rick. He's oh yeah, I forgot he's one of about most Ranger. famous Rick. ones, yeah. The Rick Rick Smith Ranger Smith <laughs> um, has these bears. These bears are hilarious. <laughs> He's got this one big bear who's like a real ham. And then this other little bear that is sort of like uh, the moral conscious, keeps the ham in check. And they kind of drive the ranger nuts. And if you, I'm, if you are trying to eat outside and you store your food in any sort of uh, basket, these bears, they love their baskets. And old Ranger Smith, he's, got, he's always blowing his top. He's always <laughs> so mad at these bears. <laughs> He can't really keep his bears in check, even though he's a ranger. But he loves the bears. And, uh, man, they're, they're very funny times. Very that sounds scary. wild. Open If yeah. you're
2: listening, open invite to Ranger Rick. <laughs> well, that's Ranger Smith. That's Ranger Smith. Ranger oh, Ranger Smith. Smith. Yes. Oh, okay. Is, Who's Ranger
3: is, Rick? Ranger Rick runs this fantastic magazine for kids. It's great. It's great. It, I will also say we refuse to have on Ranger Danger. Oh, you can't have on Ranger Danger. No, don't do that. He rolls with a bad crowd. All he talks to is reptiles. And I got nothing against reptiles, but you don't only talk to reptiles. That's weird ranger behavior. I heard he also
2: rides a white horse with no
3: windows. No windows? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) You know how horses sometimes have windows? If you build something on top of them.
3: Yeah, who doesn't know? What, were you born yesterday? You've never seen a horse with windows?
2: (sighs) I feel like I've seen a fair number of horses since I've been here.
3: Yeah. How many of them had windows? Count them up. I haven't looked that closely at
0: their sides, I guess. I dare you! Count them!
2: Well, there's none here right now. Mm. How, how do you expect to ventilate a horse, Arnie? Answer me that. You dumb fuck. How do you ventilate? If it gets hot on a horse, how do you ventilate a horse? You dumb fuck. You, you don't even so know fucking how dumb. to I know ventilate I just, a horse. Hey? I know you I just met you, an idiot. have no oh right to
3: be this guy oh, but holy worst shit. And the owl's getting on. The owl just saying, you dumb fuck, you dumb fucking fuck.
2: This dumb fuck, this is what the owl's saying, you fucking
3: dumbass dumb. rams and owls, leave. and
2: I feel like you aren't talking oh, to a
3: fucking post.
0: I could understand the ram for a moment. It's the first thing they've agreed about. The owl and the ram agree that Arnie is a dumb fuck. Fuck Look, for not knowing how
2: to hugging. ventilate a
3: horse. They're oh hugging, they're hugging. The oh, this is lame. wonderful. They've oh, bonded over Arnie, you, you dumb fuck. Wow. Wait, what's that? The owl? The owl, he finally picked a name. <gasps> what is did it? you hear that? No. What is it? What is no, it? What? His name is Arnie is a dumb fuck.
2: <laughs> I bet it sounds better in owl. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm crying. That's such a beautiful name and such a beautiful moment to behold.
3: Yeah, it really does sound... It's lovely rolling off the beak. It's a little harsh off the human tongue. Arnie is a dumb fuck. But in owl language, oh my god, it's like the phrase cellar
2: door. This took a real turn. This is a fate worse than death. He just looked at me and he said something more. He said um, to us three, to, to the badger with the jack body, to the wizard, and to Arnie, if you ever need my assistance, just scream Arnie is a dumb fuck and I'll be there. That's... Thank you for that offer. That is such well, a joke's line. on him because he's going to accidentally be called into action a lot. <laughs>
1: Some weeks you can practically hear that little explicit tag being slapped on the descriptive text next to the download icon, can't you? Use it or the blue wizard was played by Matt Young. Chunt the badger head on a jacked body was played by Adol Rafai. Karktor the ranger was played by special guest Chris Gethard. Such a gentle voice, right? Makes Ira Glass seem like he's shouting. Check out his podcast Beautiful Anonymous, or go to planetscum.live to check out his live stream talk show and more. We once shared an elevator in the water. Watergate Hotel in Washington, D.C. Chris remarked on the interesting wallpaper. I agreed. And then we said, nothing. This has been another episode of Unremarkable Encounters. Hello from the Magic Tavern is produced by Arnie Niekamp, Matt Young, and Adol Rafai. Post production coordination by Garrett Schultz. Earwolf producer Kimmy Lucas. This episode edited by Garrett Schultz. Special assistance by Ryan DeGiorgi. Hello from the Magic Tavern logo by Allard LeBan. Magic Tavern theme by Andy Poland. Remember, if you start your sentence with intention to rhyme, choose your words carefully, don't go out on a limb. No, wait. When you make a mistake, there's no time to atone. Damn it. There's no need to rush. You can take your gingerbread house. Well, now I'm just self-sabotaging. This is harder than I thought.